Hey, thanks for listening in to another Her Wild Outdoors podcast. Today, Stacy Sutherland of Alaska is joining me as we talk about her journey um, through the Alaskan winter, uh, ice fishing, and her goals for the next couple of seasons as they come around. We also touch in on what it means to be authentic and real in the Instagram world. So enjoy. All right, here we are talking with Stacy Sutherland from Alaska. Um, Stacy, I'm so excited that you have the time to sit down and have a conversation with me. Yeah, I'm really excited to be on here with you and to get to do this. Yay! So thank you. You're welcome. Well, let's. Um, I we have a couple of things in common, just with outdoors and nursing and all of that. But um, I really do want to touch first into how you have gotten started in the outdoors. Like, when was that? How? What kind of created this passion for being? Um, in the wilderness, because in Alaska, you kind of are. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, from what I can remember being a young kid, I'd go hunting with my dad. And I remember being in the back of like our forerunner and it had like a back heater and I'd lay on the floorboard with the heater blaring while he was like hunting. Um, And then I just remember growing up hunting from, I mean, I probably like four years old, I can remember this. Wow. And then as I got older, yeah, it started really young. So I, and I remember that vividly. Um, and then as I got older, I, um, took hunter safety mm-hmm. and my, my dad sat there with me through the whole class and he's like, we're going to do this together. And I thought that was really, really like important. And like, it showed me that like his passion wasn't just for himself and his like his hunting, but it was like to get me more involved and understand what it's all about. Yep. And so I remember finishing my hunter's education and, um, he had redone a, a Savage 243. That was my grandfather's. Um, and so that was my gun. And I just remember we went out and we sighted in the gun and I was, I was ready. I was like, let's do this. So there was a lot to it. You know, my dad was with me every step of the way, like a huge supporter for me. Yeah. Um, and I think that for me, like it was more than just hunting. It was like our family tradition. Mm-hmm. And so from there, it just kind of sparked that. Um, I, we, as women, especially in this day and age, like our generation and and even behind me, um, a couple of, I would say, I mean, even up till now, we're starting to see women being in a mentoring role as a mom or as a sister or as um, a friend. But mm-hmm. for the most part, the way that we as women have gotten into the outdoors is through a man. And yes. The way that they do that, the way that they introduce it, it's you will notice women will stay in longer in hunting and in the outdoors like this kind of community. They will stick with it longer if they have had a good beginning. And it sounds like your dad did that. Very much so. And still to this day, he he reminds me like he doesn't like tell me, but like when I ask him, oh, how'd your hunting season go? He's like, oh, I got a small buck. And I'm like, you know, he never, he's never been one to like, wait for the big buck to come. He's a meat hunter. That's how I was raised. I was raised, I don't want to say like poor, but my dad was in the military. We moved a lot. And, um, the meat on our table was the food, you know, it was, you know, the animal that he harvested. And for us, hunting was, it was a group effort with friends and family and it put the food on our table. It was never about like, oh, who's going to get the biggest buck this year? Who's going to get the biggest bull? That was something I never, ever was introduced to probably until like, honestly, like five years ago. Yeah. When it started becoming like this big fad and like trophy hunting was starting to be talked about. So I can really praise my dad for, for the way that he raised me and introducing hunting to me, um, the way it should be, in my opinion, um, introduced to the future generations and those who are getting into it, um, for the concept. 
factor and for providing. Yes, I agree 100%. We've both of my kids got into it this year. I mean, they've been into it for a while, but they themselves individually got into it this year. Um, And I think the whole time we were hoping, don't get a big one, don't get a big one, don't get a big one. Um, Just because there's got to be a – It does. And it – it, there needs to be a starting point. There needs uh-huh. to be like we are hoping that there is a harvest because, I mean, let's let's admit it. Yes, we are meat hunting too, but we are also out there for the experience and for the joy that comes with it. And part of that is working toward a goal. And yes. so we're hoping that they get something. But at the same time, we were going, please don't be a big one. Please don't. And so when he shot and we thought that he got a doe and we were like, that's great. And then we found out it was a button buck. We were like, that's even better. <laughs> it was it is good meat. It's a good starting point. There's pride in it because he got the only buck that our whole house got this year. And so there was a, a sense of pride in it, yet it was also yeah. a beginning point. Um, it sparked that excitement, um, to keep going and to keep growing. And so I, I get that I, there is, um, I, we are not trophy hunters. If we get something big one year, that will be great. But it's still, if you, if you take the antlers away, it's still feeding our family. So, um, there's, there's a little bit of, um, there's a sense of pride in whatever we get because the hard work that went into it came to fruition. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. For me, I think any, any harvest for me has always been a trophy. Just, um, for me, like blessing that animal for allowing me to take its life. And mm-hmm. then the, the whole circle, you know, being able to harvest it and, and, um, process it and then provide for my family. Like that for me is just a blessing in itself. I've, I've never been one to like, um, get into the whole trophy thing or, or whatnot. And I'm not opposed to it or those who do that, but right. for me, it's, it's not on my, my agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point in my life. So yeah, people hunt for different reasons. I think as long as, um, there's no waste involved and it's an ethical hunt, I think that we can all agree to support each other. Um, but like you said, yeah, anything we take as a trophy, that button buck is going to be Euro mounted on our wall because we are stinking proud of it. Um, that's awesome. And so, yeah, yeah. we're the same way. We're the same way. I actually just wrote an article for an online magazine about this whole topic of trophy hunting. And your statement is exactly what I concluded my article with was that as long as it's ethical and we're not wasting anything, then cheers to your harvest. I think that we're all on the same page because as hunters, outdoorsmen, conservationists, at the end of the day, we need to be supporting each other more. And it's just, we keep not like all of us, but a lot of us keep bringing each other down and mm-hmm. we don't need to be doing that. Yeah. We've got enough so. opposition without it being within the ranks. Um, yeah. And, exactly. and yeah, like you said, and that's, that's, it's worldwide. It, as long as there mm-hmm. is a, a meaning behind it, as long as it's not wasteful, as long as it, nobody's, um, doing the wrong thing, that they're following the rules, that they are doing what they're supposed to be doing, then we should be able to support them. Um, yeah. Yeah. And be supported. Yes. I think, I think what made me sour on it, like a couple years ago, um, I harvested a deer and of course you get excited and you post a picture of like your arrow that's covered in blood and everybody automatically thinks it's a buck. Yeah. And Somebody had made a comment to me like, yeah, I could have shot a doe too, but we're just going to let them grow until next year. And it was, yeah, it was just the way that they worded it was much more intense than that. And I was just like, it just, it hit me wrong and it really put a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. 
Um, because that person was somebody that like, I know on a personal level Mm. and it wasn't like, Hey, I'm so excited for you. It was like this jab. Yeah. And I was like, wow, we've really lost our place as, um, hunters, you know, working together and supporting each other. Agreed. There's, you don't know where people are coming from when all you see is the Instagram picture. You don't know the land that they're hunting, the terrain that they're hunting, the rules that they're hunting, the state that they're hunting or the country that they're hunting from. It's, um, you know, I've, I've said it over and over and over. You can shoot multiple doe a day here in Tennessee during the hunting season from the end of September to the beginning of January. It's three doe a day. I mean, seriously, Three doe a day. That's how overrun we are with deer in our state. So by golly, we have three doe in our freezer right now and one button buck. And that's mainly because that's what came across our path. And those were the deer that we took this year. Um, There have been years that we have gotten nothing. And so we are grateful for whatever is gifted us that we are blessed with and Um, And we are proud of every single one of them because like we have both said so far, it, there's effort behind it, no matter if it's antler or antlerless. So I agree a hundred percent. That drives me nuts. I think that, man, it doesn't have to be this big monster buck when you, when you post something, it can be something, um, or it is something that you're proud of no matter what. Oh, a hundred percent, especially the effort behind it. Cause like, you know, I work full time and then, um, our tree season in Oregon isn't always the easiest. Mm-hmm. And the, the area where I was living, there's a lot of private land. And, um, so, I mean, nobody, there's always, um, more to the story and people don't understand that they don't walk in our shoes. They don't know everything. Yeah. Um, and people are to judge, but yeah. I'm very thankful that my dad instilled in me and at a young age, um, what it's really about. Um, he taught me a lot and that I'm grateful for. That's awesome. Now, so you, when did you move to Alaska? So I got here in October of last year. So Mm -hmm. I've been here for just, uh, just over five months. I mean, everything that I see along your journey, I'm like, it looks like a winter wonderland right now. I'm loving it. At first I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I moved here at the end of fall and fall is beautiful in Alaska, like Mm -hmm. absolutely beautiful. I got to experience, um, the outdoors and then literally winter came and everybody's telling me this is like the craziest winter they've had in like at least 12 years. (laughs) And so here I am am in the dead of winter by myself at this point in time, um, because my husband's still in Oregon, Mm -hmm. but, and I'm just navigating it. And I'm just like, okay, I could sit in the cabin all the time, but that's not living. That's not life. Mm -hmm. And cabin fever is a real thing. I (laughs) I don't care what anybody says. (laughs) So yeah, I just kind of dove in and I've actually like, in one of my posts, I shared that like fall used to be my favorite season, but I really truly believe that winter is going to take that hands down. There's so much to do and it's beautiful. Well, I've been impressed. I know that, um, you know, we've, I, this past summer, my husband and I lived apart for about four and a half months because he worked in Ohio and I had the kids at home and that's not easy, but navigating and learning how to do things kind of on your own can be exciting. It's what you make of it, right? It's what it, it it's, is. It's your mindset. It's you could, like you said, just sit around and wait it out or um, or sit on your butt and do nothing and just wait for somebody to come alongside of you. Or you can get out there and investigate and have an adventure and learn and grow and get out of your comfort zone. And that's kind of when the best things can happen. Exactly. And that's exactly what I did. I dove in like. (laughs) I don't think you dove in. I think you cannonballed in. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably right. Because my husband still is like, are you sure? Or like, why don't you settle down? And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got this. Mm -hmm. And then he'll get a call from me and I'm frantic or I'm like, 
I'm crying and emotional because you're by yourself. And I just, sometimes I bit off more than I could chew. And he's just like, it's going to be okay. But I mean, that's the reality of it is you live and you learn. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Mm -mm. Nope. All of the adventures that we've gone on that we have, um, and everything that we do has a point. It has a purpose. Um, But the things that you have to push yourself for um, at the end, whether it's a positive or a negative, you look back and say, I'm glad I tried it. Like, I'm glad I stepped out and I did it because if I didn't, I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I've learned. That's kind of what I've been. I've been doing a lot of journaling since being up here. Um, and a lot of writing. And that's one thing that when people reach out and they're like, God, you're such an inspiration, or I really enjoy your journey. I I just tell them that like, I'm learning as I go. Mm-hmm. Like, and I truly mean that like, there's things that I, I still don't know. Um, and I'm just I'm diving in and I'm learning as I go. And they're like, no way. And I'm like, I swear, <laughs> like, I, I'm not gonna lie to you about it. Yeah. Like, I may not know what I'm doing, but it's working. <laughs> <laughs> and there there will be things that that don't turn out the way that they're supposed to, and that's okay. Um, this is true. As long as you grow from it. I think that that's the mindset that you have to have when you're an adventurer. Um, I, don't, I think that a long time ago, we were called free spirits, and I, I think that we could still be called that, but I think that there's a connotation that goes along with that, with a lack of responsibility. And I think that adventuring, um, having an adventurous heart, um, I, I think that that sounds better because there's purpose to it. It's not just, Oh, I'm going to do this without, um, a plan, without thinking it through and without, um, without purpose. So I, um, I love free spirits. I love the people in my life that are like that. I just, I'd rather call them adventurists. Right. No, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, but you're, you're also a nurse. So I am a nurse. So balancing that, um, I mean, I've, I've worked in the OR and worked in cardiac surgery for years and years and years. And, um, and, I know that that has its own um, challenges. So how has moving from one place to another, has it created a community kind of already set in or have you had to really work hard in that to make it work? Well, I'll be honest. Um, I've had to work at it. You know, I had my job up here before we moved up here um, and that, that again is like just a blessing from God, mm-hmm. um, how it all lined out. But, um, back in Oregon, I worked in home health, which I absolutely loved. Yeah. Um, but moving up here, I now work in like behavioral health. Yes. Um, and so that's a challenge in itself, but like I have a small group that I work with. We're a pretty small community up here. Um, and moving up here, I'm like, like we talked about, I'm the adventurous person. Like, I'm like, I want to go do that. So I'm asking my coworkers, I'm like, let's go fishing. Let's go. They're like, I don't do that. I'm like, what? <laughs> We've never had. And so like, I've had to like, I've had to navigate myself, you know? And then at first, like, they're like, when they first met me, um, they're like, yeah, people move up here. I give you, I give you like five years and you're not going to last. And I'm like, y'all don't know me. Mm-hmm. And now like one of my coworkers, I took her out ice fishing and she, she caught her first fish ice fishing and she had never been ice fishing before. And she like has lived here her whole life. It's pretty crazy. But, um, you know, she's like, I totally take that back. Like you're meant to be here. This mm. She even said, she's like, you're most happy when you're outdoors. And I think it took my coworkers seeing like my love and passion for being outside and why I moved here to really understand who I am and accept me. Yeah. And that took a good, like three or four months. Right. Um, and so I had to work at that, you know, you're being the new girl, you're coming in, um, you're coming into their world. And I really had to, to work, um, at becoming a part of the community here. Um, but I mean, that's given for anything, but I do, I do love what I do as a nurse and I'm glad to be accepted now. Um, 
as part of the group. I think that um, that it's that was a huge compliment um, to be noticed that you not only are meant to be there, but that you are your most happiest outdoors. Um, and I'm just sitting here going, doesn't everybody in Alaska fish <laughs> or hunt oh, or, and that's not true. That's what I thought too. <laughs> so when they told me, no, I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> crap. Like I've got to figure this out on my own. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I think now that they've gotten to know me, um, I mean, my coworkers are now some really good friends. Like I said, we have a, we only have like, we work in a small community, so there's only a handful of us that work there. And, um, I'm very thankful for them, um, coming in. It it was a challenge at first. Like I was intimidated. I haven't worked in behavioral health for like nine years and coming back to that was a challenge. And then, but I do love nursing and I can say that like, I love going and doing my job, but when I'm not at work, it's a great break. Um, I've considered going back to school for something else, but then like, there's that saying and don't, I could be wrong and I'm terrible at saying, so like they say like, don't eat where you poop type thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. cause I've always thought about going back to school for like something with wildlife management or the outdoors, but the politics usually get in the way. So yeah. I want to stick to nursing, um, and just enjoy it. And I have a great team that I work with. And then on my days off, I'm just going to enjoy the outdoors. There you go. You never know where it's going to lead. And truly having a healthcare background, um, I've noticed that it has been very helpful in preparing for hunts, for trips, um, being prepared for whatever could come your way. Um, I think everybody brings something to the table for sure. And it's kind of nice to have that background. Um, it's uh, I haven't been in it for a while, but um, I remember the clicks that you have to kind of work through. And it's like that in a lot of jobs. But um, I don't know. Nursing can be a little more difficult to break into, um, especially in a small area. I agree. I think I would fully agree. Like at first I was like, oh, my gosh, am I going to make it like this is really hard. Mm hmm. Um, it wasn't that they were like, oh, they weren't like accepting me, but I mean, I'm the new girl and I'm, li- or I'm from out of state, you know, Yeah. and they already have their, their group and um, me and one coworker, we kind of have a running joke that she told me, you know, I was only going to make it for five years. And then, so I told her that's her strike one. And so <laughs> I always <laughs> tease her, even though she came back on her word, I'm like, you're still at strike one. And she's like, whatever. <laughs> Does that ever go away? I said, not yet. (laughs) (laughs) So it's been kind of fun, but um, I am thankful for just how everything has lined out for me. I actually, me and my husband have some really cool stuff in the works um, for the future. And I'm really, I can't share the full details yet, but I can't wait to share the details because it puts me um, in the outdoors more and um, brings me to another passion of mine, which is now fishing. I have fallen in love with fishing. Yep. So, Yep. That's one of the, when, when I'm talking to people who are interested in getting into the hunting community, um, fishing is one of the first places I like to send people, Hey, you want to go fishing or find somebody you can go fishing with if they're not close to me. Um, and of course it's different whether you're in a creek or a pond or ice fishing, like it it all has a different aspect to it, but you're still learning how to be patient. You're learning what it is to not get something, to lose something, and then to take something. So it's, um, it's a great, I, and I've loved catfishing and bass fishing. And, you know, those are the things that we've got down here, but to be able to go up and, fish for salmon or fish for trout or I, it would be a whole lot of fun. Yeah. It's, I, it's funny because growing up with my father, um, we kind of just fished like the lakes and just trout fish the lakes. And a lot of them were like hatchery trout. And I was completely satisfied with that. Yeah. It wasn't until I met my husband and then we got a drift boat cause he grew up on the rivers. Um, and he took me fishing like on the rivers in the drift boat. And I was like, where's this been my whole life? 
And I really, really um, have enjoyed it and just found a new passion for it. So it's been really fun because I used to, when I still am, but hunting has always been my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Until more recently, I think fishing is where my heart really is taking me. Fun. It's nice to find those things. And it's wonderful to have a thing that you're passionate about that is constantly growing and it's constantly changing and it's, it always has something that you can uh, grow into. Um, yes. I love that part of it. I think that my sense of adventure is it, this feeds it because there's always something to learn and grow um, into. Hey, I, I do want to ask, have there been any women in your life that have been mentors to you in our community, uh, hands-on or otherwise? So I'll be, I'll be honest, you know, years back, I didn't really have any like females that I looked up to more so. Um, but it's been in the more recent years, probably the last five years is when females have really made an impact on my influence, like in the outdoors. I think to be honest, the most influential person right now that I've really looked up to and is just kind of kept me focused um, because it's really hard to lose focus these days on our passions and what Mm -hmm. we love in the outdoors because of all the criticism is um, Jessica Byers, follow her arrow. Yes. Um, She has been an incredible role model and um, just her inspiration just keeps me grounded and reminds me like, it's okay. Like there's ups and downs and there's, there's people out there that are going to criticize us, but, um, just to keep following your dreams. Yep. And, uh, she's been a huge person for me to continue to look up to. I agree. And um, in, in the more recent years. Yeah. I love her. I loved meeting her, um, at ATA and just getting to stop and chat for a little bit. Um, because you do see her heart, uh, through Instagram and you don't really, you don't see that sometimes. And so, um, when you see the, I don't want to say negatives, but when you see the hard times and the good times uh, on somebody's page, it um, it brings a realistic tone to it, and I appreciate that. Um, and I, I don't think that she's ever sugarcoated things, and I respect the heck out of that. Yeah, one thing I always like when her posts come out, because they're always so just real and relatable I always tell her thank you for keeping it real yeah like she's one of the few that like she keeps it real 100% like and I just love that about her um I'm very thankful for for her and for others that are that follow in that same um pattern because it's really important uh, especially in today's industry with social media and you know just the way that people portray things online yep I've uh, talked to Britt Longoria a couple of times about that same thing, about how, A, we're responsible for what we put out there as hunters and conservationists and um, outdoors, um, like being in the outdoors community and that kind of thing. I th- We are very responsible for the tone that we set, yeah. uh, whether you have one follower or you have millions of followers. You are responsible for that tone. Um, but you are also responsible for, for, for giving a realistic view of it. And, and I say that because we as women, since we don't, I mean, I've been in the hunting industry for six years now. I didn't grow up in it, but I've been in it long enough to where I've noticed like the first five years of it, I didn't have any women in my life that I knew of that I could reach out and touch um, to help encourage and grow and mentor me. And it wasn't honestly until I got onto Instagram in the hunting community that connections were made and there were connections that worked and there were connections that didn't work. And the, the thing that was the difference was the realism that was portrayed. Um, I've, I've found out very quickly that keeping up with people who can't be real is exhausting. Um, and it re it puts my reality into a situation where I question it 
and am I doing it right? They're getting everything done. I'm like taking one step forward and five steps back. Like, is this and questioning my motivation and what I'm doing and all of that. And I just had to come to a realization that's not going to work. I can't, you have to pick the people that you follow, um, whether it's on social media or in your backyard, you have to choose wisely because they are either going to push you to go bigger and better and take those six steps back so that you can push forward into something new or choose the people that are going to hold you back. And that's not fun at all. So I completely, I can relate a hundred percent because there are some people that I used to really look up to and I just, I can't anymore because I've seen that very thing happen. Like mm-hmm. I've seen them just not be real or just the change in them. And it, it saddens me because they're great people, but they've gotten lost in the social media Yep. Um, and, and all that. And it's just, it's, it's really sad. Yeah. I think that was one of the main objectives for this podcast, starting with Western Contours, working with Miss Pursuit, doing my own podcast. It has been the goal the whole time for all of us has been to talk to real women who others can relate to that will tell the real story that will say, I really screwed up doing this. I would suggest not doing it. Um, this is how I screwed up. This is how badly it affected, um, my career or, or my, my push toward my goals. I mean, not following rules correctly and learning from them and having to really work hard to come back from them. Those are the honest stories that yeah. um, that we learn from, as difficult as they might be to tell, um, there are still great stories that we love to hear. But you've got to be able to hear both of them, and you've got to be able to tell both of them. Yes, and I think the audience needs to be able to relate to you. It mm-hmm. needs to be relatable. You yep. have to keep it real for it to be relatable. Yeah, and <laughs> when you change or when you when you I don't I mean I guess go become fake Uh or whatnot, then it's not relatable. And, um, that affects your audience or it affects the people that used to look up to you. And that's not good for our community as a whole. Mm -mm. No, no. And, um, there's a, I don't know. There's a fear that if we put negative stuff out there or we put those trials or we put the way that we messed up out there, that it will be um, looked down on and that we will be, and there is a chance of that. But I would rather, I think, take that chance than be seen as a fraud. I think that's one of my biggest fears is to be seen as a fraud. Um, I love the outdoors. I love getting my family in the outdoors. Um, I love hunting. I love like everything that I am passionate about, um, coincides with, with helping people tell their stories and getting it out there. So the other women, especially and men who are looking to introduce women into hunting so that they can see someone that they can relate to in the terrain that they're hunting in, in the places where they're going to be hunting, um, and relate to that and to be seen as a fraud in that. Yeah. It's one of my greatest fears. And I, I a hundred percent agree. And I can see that with you and what you share on social media and how you come across, um, your, and I think that's one thing I messaged you recently. It was like, thank you for being real with what you share, being honest, whether it's, positive or it's, I don't want to say negative, but if it's just keeping it real, Mm -hmm. um, that's important to me. Like I, I see that. And when you post your posts, I take the time to read them and I appreciate what you're sending out there and what you're sharing. It's, it's really important that people, um, do more of that. Yeah. I Um, agree. I agree. I think that's what will keep our community together better. Um, if we're just a bunch of frauds, then we're all just blowing smoke. Um, and it's just, it truly is a smokes and mirror type situation. Yep. And that's not how you build a community. So I think that truly we've got great people 
in our hunting community. Hey, there are some great people up in Alaska. Have you been able to meet um, any people that you have been like, thank you so much for taking me under your wing and showing me some ropes? Or have you just really been running this solo? So in the beginning, I was pretty solo. Um, I, yeah. Since no coworkers go ice fishing, I was like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I went online and I researched it. I asked some questions um, from people that I know go ice fishing. Some of them live down in Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just started t- taking notes and just doing a lot of reading and research. I went out and bought my supplies. And the first day I went out and it was after work. I got, I get up at like 630 in the morning. So I killed some time. And then I went out that morning out on a lake and I had a manual auger and I'm like, okay, I've, I've got to do this. Like, <laughs> I wanna do this. so I'm out there and drilling my hole and I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like I watched YouTube videos and people make it look so easy. And I'm mm-hmm. thinking, man, I got to get it together. So finally get through, get some, get to the water, you know, and I'm fishing for a few and I'm getting tired and I'm like, okay, well, I know that I can drill a hole if I need to. I know that I have all the gear that I need. Um, at that point, I kind of wrapped up my day and there's an, a Facebook forum that's kind of local up here on the peninsula that I'm a part of and it's a fishing forum. So I'd seen that some people were going to go out fishing the next day um, out off of a lake outside of the refuge. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go out there by myself. And I'm going to kind of just see if I can find these people. And so I got there and I run into them and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm Stacy and I'm off the forum. They're like, oh yeah, okay. You know? And so I get my auger out and I start to drill my hole and they're like, uh, let us use ours. Like we got gas powered augers, like <laughs> save yourself. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, like I'm not going to deny like them doing it for me. So I get set up and then they're kind of like, what are you using for bait? And I told them, I was like, oh, I'm using a, a glow paddle bug. You know, my friend from Utah said these work really well. And the guy kind of looks at me and he's like, yeah, that, I mean, it might work. I've never had any luck, but like kind of looked at me like, yeah, good luck. And I'm thinking, <laughs> oh man, I got to up my game. Like I got to go back to things. I got to get, I got to get some new stuff. Uh-huh. They're out there with like salmon eggs and like, they're like the real deal. They got like quarter pound or quarter ounce of weight on and like, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, what am I, I look like a fool out here. Literally 10 minutes and I'm just jigging. I'm like, whatever, like I'm out here, the sun's rising, it's beautiful. And I get a bite and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it wasn't like, it was just like a little bite. So I'm like, okay, whatever, like fish on. Yeah. So I get excited and reeling, reeling. And I pull out this 18 inch trout. <laughs> Please tell like, me they saw yeah. it. <laughs> oh, yes, they did. And I'm like screaming. Like, I'm like, I got a fish. I got a fish. <laughs> and like, I'm like a two year old kid. I'm so excited. And there's a lady out there that was fishing with her husband and her son. And she's like, oh my gosh, your excitement is incredible. Like, mm-hmm. that's great. And so I was super excited. And I put my, um, my jig back in and like 10 minutes later, I get another fish <laughs> and it's bigger than my last fish. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, like what's going on right now? And like nobody, everybody else that's out there isn't really catching anything. Like <laughs> the one family's son caught one and I'm thinking, oh my gosh. But I told my husband, I'm like, God was just blessing me because yeah. I couldn't lot of effort. Like I did a lot of research. So at that point, like the bite was off and I'm thinking, I don't really want to catch anything more in front of these people. I feel like a total (laughs) jerk. Like I found them on this forum. I'm going to go out and go fishing and see if I can can connect with them. And so we all wrap up for the day. Well, some of the people that were out there, um, I've gotten to know and I've gone fishing with several times. The one gentleman is one of our local fish biologists. So cool. Exactly. And he is so welcoming him and his wife. Like they've taken me under their wing and like taught me different lakes. They've taught me different methods. Um, They've helped me get um, some better gear, you know, told me what works better. Um, So I've caught in three species ice fishing so far. Um, I've caught in rainbow trout, um, Arctic char and kokanee. Mm Mm-hmm. 
which for me, I'm just ecstatic. Like, I'm like, this is amazing. I'm having so much fun, but so I've really connected with them. And every time they go fishing, they're like, okay, we're going to go fishing tomorrow. If you want to come, you can come. And then last time we went, we had to snowshoe into the lake and I was so excited and they had extra snowshoes for me to use at the time. And I mean, it's, I found some really incredible people here on the peninsula. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for social media. I mean, we down it a lot, but the connections that are made, but I mean, you could have stayed on that forum and watched it and, and read things and all, but it took getting out there and saying, Hey, my name's Stacy. Yeah. (laughs) I totally did too. I walked up to I felt so embarrassed, but like, it works. I'm so glad I did it. Like, yeah. And that's not something I would normally do. I'm usually more shy and timid. Um, so that's a huge step for me. Good for and you. And I'm so glad I did it. Good so for glad. you. I'm glad because that's, um, I think that we're fearful of being um, rejected, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that we have a great, there are people out there, but for the most part, everybody that I've reached out to um, have been very welcoming in answering questions or encouraging me to try something new. Or um, I know that guy, goodness gracious, from Western Contours, he has pushed me more than anybody this past fall. Um to just get out of my own head and push forward into um, into a place that I wasn't very comfortable doing. And so um, I, I'm grateful for those people. I'm grateful for, um, for a community that gets excited when new people get it done. And um, I don't know, it sparks, it sparks, uh, a newfound joy when you get to see that in somebody else. I agree. Definitely. Like I took my coworker fishing that day um, out on the lake and it was so much fun because she just got so excited. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit later, the fish biologist and his wife showed up. And so, I mean, it's just like a great group out there and we're all out there fishing and they got to see her catch a couple more fish. And I mean, that's exciting. And every time I go out with them, his wife's like, how do you get excited every time you catch a fish? And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, but it just excites me. <laughs> It'll be fun to see um, once everything thaws and and there's more, um, there, there will be new things that will push you even further. It'll be exciting to watch your journey through that as well. I think that, you know, we've, I've got some family up in Alaska. I'm not quite sure where they are. Um, they're my husband's cousins. And the, the stories that we get, it's like they are living in different places throughout each season. And so it will be exciting to follow that journey that you're going to be on because like you said, you hit some of the fall and you've loved the winter and it's like, I wonder what spring's going to be like and I wonder what summer's going to be like because you might just fall in love with every season out there with it always changing. Yeah. And every season here really truly brings something different to do Mm -hmm. in every aspect, you know? So I'm excited to, to see what comes, um, with the spring, um, this winter, I've got to do a lot. I got to go snowshoeing. Yeah. I've gone ice fishing on several different lakes, um, and just had different experiences. I went down and went fishing in the salt and got salmon and crab. And so I've been really blessed with being able to really explore and see what, um, an Alaskan winter has to offer in those aspects. Yeah. But I have some exciting, I'm, I'm excited to learn some new things because next winter, hopefully my husband will be here full time, but I'm like, we're going to run a trap line. We're mm-hmm. going to do all this. And he's like, slow down. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, I'm going full speed. <laughs> like, no, no slowing down. Uh, I, I have snowshoed once up a mountain before and it is not the easiest. You kind like the first I, it took me 
it took me probably 10 minutes to get into the rhythm of it. Um, oh, yeah. It was, yep. it was, it is definitely a workout. <laughs> my legs were burning. I was like, oh my gosh. And then I fell like twice. No yeah. big deal. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of fun though. I, I can't wait. We're actually, I'm looking at snowshoes now because I can't wait to go back out and do it again or even just do it around our property here. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of fun, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to follow along with that. Um, I think that, I think that it's been a joy to kind of watch because I kind of came on to you after you were already in Alaska. So um, it's been fun to watch your journey. Um, and it's been fun to kind of see. I don't know. I love your stories. I love you post videos of driving down your driveway. And I'm like, that looks like a beautiful place. Um, My favorite part of the day. And so many people like they'll message me and be like, I haven't seen a driveway video for a while. <laughs> okay, like bring it back. I got you guys. <laughs> bring it back. And because we're, we're really blessed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really pretty out there. Um, I we're hoping that um my husband's got a trip out to Montana um in August, the late part of August, first part of September. And I'm really hoping that I can tag along and and enjoy some of the, you know, somewhere else other than the Southeast. Um, I've been to New Mexico and Colorado and it's beautiful and I love it. Um, but I'm, I'm excited. And I've been to Seattle. I've been to Washington state. Like I've been to a couple places, but that, that was before I really got into, um, hunting. And so I'm excited to get out with a different oh. lens on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, and out West is a total different world when you're talking hunting. Yes. Like, and so I think you'll really enjoy that if you get a tag along to Montana. I really hope so. Um, okay. Yeah. Tell me what are some of your, like, I know that fishing is a part of your goal. Do you have any hunting goals for, I know you've got to be a resident for a certain amount of time, right? You do for, yeah. well, I mean, a year technically, um, unless you want to pay for non-resident, which I'm not opposed to. My husband has even said like, if I really want to dive in and do it. So for 2020, I'm going to focus on fishing, um, and kind of our goals that we're working on with that. And then I'm going to do small game. Yeah, for sure. And then towards the end of the year, I can do, um, big game, but for small game, it's pretty wild because like, a lot of the animals don't have bag limits on them and a small Mm -hmm. game license is really, really cheap for a non-resident. So I've got some goals for small game. Like I'd like to, I want to get a porcupine. Yeah. Um, a lot of people say they're really good eating and a lot of people are like, what? (laughs) That's how people were with snow geese and me. I was like, they're great eating, but it's like a half and half on the conversation when you ask people. Yeah. So I, I, my goal is the porcupine for sure. And then we have turkeys a little bit south of us, which are obviously not native. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no bag limit on them. So if I spot a turkey, I'm going after it. Yeah, you should. And <laughs> same with, um, with pheasants too. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just going to focus on small game as I get more acquainted to the area because um, it's winter now. So when spring comes and summer comes, the land is going to change. The tundra changes. I need to be able to navigate the land a little bit more and be more comfortable for safety reasons because the bears right. and the moose. And so I think it's smart to t- take a step back this first year mm-hmm. and really just get to know the area, use my base maps app to really help me and just get more familiar, um, for safety. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my goal. That's just because I'm by myself. Yeah, that's a smart idea. I think that that goes back to the difference between a free spirit in in quotations and an adventurer having that plan, being safe, being responsible. Um, I, I think that that goes hand in hand with that. And it, small game is a perfect way of navigating um, your surroundings because you do yeah. have to. It's it's hand. I mean, we've gone squirrel hunting and we've gone 
deer hunting and bird hunting. Like we've done a couple of different things now and small game is hard. It is not easy. It is not, you know, they say, oh, you small game hunt. Well, I big game hunt. Like, come on, small game. You've got to be stealthy. Um, You do. They're quick. They're (laughs) smart and they can see you. Yes. And you can't see them until they see you. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've I've lost a couple of rabbits by not paying attention and looking in the other direction. And I'm like, Dad, damn it, there they go. Um, yeah, we have a ton of rabbits here. Like, if I walk around the cabin, you can see like their prints in the snow. It's so cute. The little um, hops on a- the back. <laughs> yeah, and I've seen a few in the driveway. One was huge one day, like huge. I was like, oh my gosh, what is that? And it was a rabbit. And I was just shocked. And then when Chris was here last in December, we found a dead one on the property outside the cabin. So we definitely have predators around here. Yeah. Um, so I have to be cautious of that. Like we have lynx around here and things like that. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But well, my I'm, game is we're all focused. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be that'll be good. A good goal set, um, especially in the waiting for your residents. Uh, to set yeah. in and and it keeps you from not doing anything so um you can constantly be moving and that'll be exciting I can't wait I, I I'm ex- I'm glad you love the winter but I'm truly excited to see what comes in the spring and the summer um me too I'm ready for the change of season like I'm not trying to push it but like I'm definitely ready um mm-hmm. Next winter, I know that I'll have a handful of new things I want to try and I plan to try, but I'm ready for spring to get here, um, for the season to change and just see what's next. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with me and telling me kind of your story. I know I hate, I don't know. I try to keep these things short and sweet and man, we could come back. In fact, we need to come back after this summer, um, or maybe just do a repeat next winter and see how everything has been going and you can fill us in on that. I would actually love that. Yeah, I'd love to share. I, I want to be an open book for everybody. Um, cause there's a lot to this. Like I packed up and we moved up here. It was really spontaneous, but if I could tell anybody anything like live your dreams, mm-hmm. like I've dreamed of being back in Alaska for years. Um, and I'm so happy to be back. Like my heart is happy. Like it's stressful. It's hard. It's challenging, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. And so I'm happy, happy to share. And, um, I enjoy sharing with you guys. So good. I'm glad. I'm very glad. Okay. Tell people how they can follow you. So you can follow me on Instagram. Uh, My personal account is Stacy. It's E Y period Sutherland S U T H E-R-L-I-N. Um, I'm also affiliated with Hunt and Wives, which is just Hunting H-U-N-T-I-N, Wives. Um, you can find me on Facebook as well. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, Stacy. I appreciate it so much. Thanks, Amy. Okay. Go follow Stacy on Instagram, Stacy E-Y dot Sutherland on Instagram or go follow her group, The Hunting Wives, that she's affiliated with um, or on Facebook, Stacy Sutherland. Thanks again, girl.